So, so you said it's not handholdy. Would you call it the Dark Souls of Sherlock Holmes games? <coughs> no, it's just just the Sherlock the Holmes. The Dark game. Souls of anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but Sherlock is hot as fuck. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Adam Ryan. Hello. Jordan Garcia. Hello. And Nathan Hennessy. Uh, hello. How are we all? It's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, been on, on the airwaves. Had a, had a week off to uh, promote our uh, garden gar- gardens Guardians of the Galaxy spoiler cast and... The Made in Australia uh, podcast with Lens Island slash Flow Studio. Good to see you, lads. Hey, yes. How have you been, Zach? Busy, tired, you know, the usual. The usual. How about you? Just so swell. Started a new job, but in the few weeks in between, I've been able to immerse myself Deeply in the video games. I've played many. I've way. played lengthy. I've played well. So well played. <laughs> How was the uh, the first day? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. It's sounds good. It's it's what it, it, it's good. It's good. It's whiplash, mate. <laughs> I've just gone from I slaughtered my sleep schedule. Like I went real teenager over the past couple of weeks, and I just play games till you pass out. So I'd be going to bed at like two, three, four, Jesus. five. Four. Shit, there's the sun. It wasn't it wasn't healthy, but it was very self indulgent because some of the games I was playing just caught my attention that well. Um, so now I've got to now adjust back into a responsible adult sleeping schedule, and that's a work in progress, and it hurts. Yeah, it's mm. not it's it's easy to fall into the bad habits. Not so not so easy to revert back to the good ones. I've I mean, not I've done an all night gaming session in years. <laughs> it they're they're good fun, but geez, you pay for them. Mm. Paying for it currently. That's you right. too. We'll help you along, Adam, Jordan. How have you been? Let us know, Jordan, in the comments um, below. I'm tired and hungry, which is why I'm eating right now. <laughs> what are you eating? Just, what am I eating? Like I got a pub schnitty and some chips. Hey! Oh, what a time. I was close. Delivered to your door. Mate, yeah. there's a few things better in life than I that. This, uh, this new place I've moved into uh, has some advantages, like living on a, a restaurant strip. Ah, so it must be you, warm. Oh, even better. Have, I have you still been putting away the Portuguese chicken burgers? No. I actually had one the other day, but it was my first one in a... Our, our Portuguese fan base are going to be livid. Yeah. We're actually yeah. massive in uh, Portugal, I've been told. The World Played DLC, so... Huge, huge demo that we've tapped into there. That's it. Um, S- specifically Zach. He's just huge in Portugal. <laughs> Jordan, I had a question. 
about your food, but I can't remember what it was. What are you eating again? Oh, yeah, so... Pub schnitty. Do you... Um, what sort of uh, seasoning do you have on those chips there, mate? Just your regular salt. It's all I need. I'm simple. How dare you. How dare you not use the mighty Got chicken the... salt. Mm, yeah, I was you got the chicken schnitty. Could have had the chicken salt. Really it, rounded mate. out the meal. Oh, you can't have it all. You know what? I add to everything because it doesn't increase the salt content too much. I mean, so it's just a nice addition. It's the Nando's salt that you can buy. Oh, I how mean, good is that? You guys yeah. forget that I'm not actually Australian, so. Uh, I think chicken salt bridges between chicken all salt is, is global, mate. Yeah. Chicken yeah. salt. I wish it was, chicken, but chicken I have friends all over the world that go, what the fuck is chicken salt? Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty Australian. <laughs> it's the fucking goat, mate. That's what it is. So I've literally sent chicken salt to friends and they've like had the revelation that chicken salt is the it's best. Like Angel's tears are dried up and crusted. That's, uh, that's what that would taste like. <laughs> well, it's, it certainly doesn't taste like chicken and there's no chicken product in it. It's vegetarian, isn't it? <laughs> so, no. You know, actually, I'll tell you what. I know who's uh, listening and that's the Oak. The Oak board members. The old flavoured Chicken disciples. salt flavoured Oak. No, no, chicken salt no, no, flavoured no. Oak. Give it to me. Probably would taste terrible, but why not? I thought we were still talking about pubs, so I thought you were talking about the oak in old mate. (laughs) No, no. no. Okay. Let's get into it. Uh, All right, so it's been been a couple of weeks, so surely someone has been learning to speak English. Has someone been been playing video games? Um, Adam, what have you been playing? Actually, no. I changed my mind. Nathan. Yakuza, my friends. I'm still on my Yakuza slog. So I think the last time we spoke, I told you is I finished three in like a weekend, which I was really chuffed about. Both yep. games will easily, easily, if you, if you just sort of get caught up in the distractions and take your time, they'll, they will easily knock back 30 to 50 hours. I've managed to go through, since we last spoke, four, five, and I'm halfway through six. Oh, so I've smashed through them and I'm loving them. Actually, no, I think three, four, and five are all the remastered trilogy that came out. So again, three, four, and five, I wouldn't recommend them. I think they're okay. I just don't think they're any good to play these days because Yakuza as a series has completely changed up its formula in recent years uh, since Zero. So it's like it's a real archaic going back to three, four, and five. Um, but six, on the other hand, really enjoying it. I think it's quite underrated. Love old Daddy Kiryu's story. He's such a good video game protagonist. He's got a good heart. Love that man. Hot. Nice. Uh, mm. Is that is that uh, that that's it? Just just on the Yakuza train. Oh, look, there's been a little bit of Shin Megami Tensei Five thrown in as well. I'm about twenty hours through that. Um, that game is hard. That, that game is harder than I remembered. It's a JRPG that doesn't hold your hand, and any time you die, and you can die if it's just by walking into the wrong cave, it will just ch- it's one of those games that just chucks you straight back out to the menu, so you've got to rely on saves, but checkpoints... You, yeah, you've got to rely on manual checkpoint saves, and you can die just by walking into just a random basic enemy battle. Just any old, any old battle will kill you. It, the, the stakes are high, but I'm loving it because... Have you have you played Shin Megami Tensei 5, anyone? No? Yes? I played a little no. bit, but I've just... I've Negative. been so busy. 
Yeah, so like you would probably know what I mean when I say it's kind of like in the most bastardized sense, like Pokemon for adults. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta lull these demons which are effectively just I don't know, like humanoid Pokemon characters. Uh, that's probably a be- terrible description. And like convince them penis. to buddy up with you by bribing them, flirting with them, swearing at them. Like they've all got like personality quirks and some of them just like being treated mean. Um, I, I find a lot of fun with that. The writing's top-notch and very enjoyable. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's amusing, but it's extremely hard. I'm, um, I'm glad I didn't have to review that in a matter of days. Mm. That would have absolutely worn me out because it's brutal. I've died dozens of times in the first 20 hours and I'm going to die 50, 100 times more before I hit the credits. And that's just how it goes with those games. They are brutal compared to Persona. No, just get good. <laughs> What are you talking about? I've finished Dark Souls. He raises a good question. Have you encountered the giant green penis yet? No, I didn't hear that. I must talk about it. No, I haven't yet. And I look forward to doing so. Usually they're in the back half of the game. The big, throbbing, giant, green boss penis. You can always trust a penis to be in the back half. I'm (laughs) hoping that they maintain, because they took it out in Persona, I think. I'm hoping they maintain ice as its natural weakness. It's like if you get him too warm, he buffs up. But if you get him cold, he shrinks and weakens out. Uh, Such a low-hanging fruit, but I still find it funny. It just makes no sense in the grand context of the game. Also, there's like weird demons that have like little like crazy frog penises and stuff like that. And I've not... And they they like in the first couple of hours of the game, um, I've seen some like titties and stuff like that. I'm like, what? I've not seen any of this uh, on-display genitalia mentioned in the reviews. So, um... I'm just glad that in 2021 we accept all these things without question now. We are mature as a species. Capital G Gamers. That, yeah, absolutely. That's what that is for sure. How good was Crazy Frog Penis when you're in grade three though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that thing's on like TV in the morning on Saturdays. Rage, what up? Actually, it. I remember as a kid, first couple of weeks of Crazy Frog, they didn't censor his little doodag. And then they started censoring it from then on. Yeah. Censorship so, gone too far, you would exactly. say. Exactly. Little crazy frog penis, too much. Mums would have been up in arms complaining to the ABC. Let it hang out, I say. Mm. I can't wait for when you apply for another job, Nathan, and they just happen to listen to this podcast and hear going on about <laughs> crazy frog's penises. <laughs> you know, it genuinely worries me sometimes because I usually find myself gravitating towards corporate jobs where they do background checks how far yeah, they want to go yeah. into my background always has me nervous <laughs> uh just don't surely surely they w- wouldn't listen to bloody this some corporate some, some corporate jobs will background history they'll pull your entire twitter post history really and comment history like oh, some yeah. are thorough because like there are there are businesses that corporations can turn to for background checks that pull all that data from social media, like pull it, collate it, and you, you pay for that service. Wow. Well, I don't pay for that. They pay for the, the corporation <laughs> hiring. Uh, yeah, you just shoot yourself in the foot. Um, that always makes me... You just always wonder a little bit. Crazy. Crazy town. Um, Adam, what have you been playing, sir? Mate, a little bit of Riders Republic. Outside of that, Battlefield has taken over, and that's pretty much all I've been playing with with my spare time, including yeah, with um, uh, 
some of you boys as well rounding out a squad. I think That's we might have played it. some Battlefield. <clears throat> we have. Just, uh, we just dipped our toes in. Hmm. So, all right. I want to... Uh, I'm glad you brought this up. I knew you would. Hmm. So I was, I was prepared. You scored it an 8 out of 10. Yep, which, that's which is fine. Nine. Uh, which is fine. Uh, but the game has been getting absolutely shat on from all angles. Uh, Nathan's experience on PC is way different uh, to yours. So for, for context for, for the listeners, if you didn't hear when we spoke about the uh, during the review uh, part of the podcast last time, uh, but basically we had a very curated review experience where we had uh, three days to play each of the three modes uh, five hours per day um, and you know it was packed full of um, journalists and influencers and streamers and whatnot so yeah like the, it's a it's a very different experience I guess to how it is now what has been your post-launch thoughts on on the game so, so we're now playing on PS Five, us three. Has um, it's so it's yeah. I would have obviously, being that it's an online only game, that that kind of review event is kind of the the best case scenario, I suppose, to to have reviews out or impressions out at least. Um, but if if I have a regret, I suppose it's that you can't get a full you can't get the the full scope of the experience until it is out in the public, uh, and people have time to mm. fuck around with it and break it and find, you know, the the issues with it. Particularly, I just think more than anything, what I found is the game needs a lot of balancing. Which once we get to the news, there's a little bit of a little bit of news surrounding that. Um, so I should quickly if, jump in here because this is probably this is more like not as much a question for me, but an answer I can provide. So I actually did sure. toy with the idea of going with a review in progress. I, I don't, I don't think I've ever had this conversation with you, um, but I did consider let's just go with a, a review in progress uh, and then we'll judge it, uh, you know, further down the track. The question then becomes is how long do you wait? How long, you know, do you go go a week? Because how much is going to change in a week? Then you go two weeks yeah. and you go, but by the time our review actually lands, the amount of traffic it's going to generate based on the effort that you've already put in is already probably decreased by half, if not maybe more. You know, by the time the game's two weeks old, Halo's out, other stuff's out, you know, Battlefield is old news. All The reviews are old news. So it was a it was a weighing up of what's best uh, for you because this is obviously like a, a volunteer uh, position. So it's like, you know, I don't want to make you drag out a review for for a, for a, like a month um, and then get and then see very little reward for your effort um, so that that's that's why we didn't do a review in progress if anyone is is wondering well yeah I mean it's a how long is a piece of string situation because with any sort of battlefield game it's gonna have it's gonna be at least like three weeks to a month to two months in battlefield 4's case a fucking year before the game is in its like peak state where everything mm. gets balanced to the point where it's a competitive scene rather than just a who can get to level 19 unlock the pp29 and then fucking lazy you from across the map which is the current situation mm. in battlefield 2042 um but to, to counterbalance that 
another thing that I found was the mode that I liked the least, which was Hazard Zone in the the pre uh, the the review event. I jumped on with a mate and we just had two random people with us. I actually had a blast with it. I had a really good time while it was just in the public and I I found an appreciation for what they were trying to do with it. I still think it's a little bit underdone and it could do with a bit more time in the oven, but I got a better feel for what they were trying to do because I was able to spend more time with it in a less or in a, in a more natural state. Cause I mean, in the review event, you have people obviously trying to pick it apart for, for critical analysis, but now that that's passed, I can kind of sit down and have fun and just enjoy it. So yeah, to counterbalance the, the things that I discovered that I probably would have liked to put in my review as a negative hazard zone has kind of buffered that and it's more of a positive now. So it's, it's not all doom and gloom. That's for sure. Are you still happy with an eight? You're still playing it, playing the energy. You still think it's an eight? Playing on console, I'm I'm still pretty happy with an eight. Mm. Um, the mm. the build that we were playing was a bit more stable, or a bit more stable, I suppose, on PC than the current state of things. From what I've seen, it's a bit of a shit show now that it's out in the public. Um, but yeah, playing on console, I'm still fairly happy with an eight. Cool. Cool. Nathan, just to quickly jump in, your experience on PC has been less than ideal, so you've actually jumped on on the PlayStation train. Yeah, absolute shambles, Zach. So when I first got... So I got Battlefield 2042 on PC, on launch, fired that up, chucked it at a PC that's fairly suited to most things. You know, I'm running a 2080 Super, CPU's top line. So I thought, you know, um, NVIDIA's telling me I can run this on Ultra. So I I just... Because it's day one i thought i'll knock everything down to sort of medium anyway it was still struggling to maintain any kind of functional frame rate menus weren't working couldn't rebind keys um you have a time just trying to connect to any match i'm aware that there's issues trying to connect to breakthrough on all platforms at the moment i think they've got server side issues um impacting a lot of people inconsistently but then you switch to ps5 you've got very smooth graphics it looks pretty a couple of sound glitches i found a couple of no Maybe one or two sort of pop in, but no no big deal. Whereas visual bugs out the arse on PC. Um, it's a completely different experience. And the thing I was saying, remarking to, um, to you fellas when we were playing just recently was, despite the fact that it feels like two almost different builds of the game, they're running cross platforms. You know that they're effectively the same build of the game. They're just whatever code's run on PC is just having a bad time. And like Battlefield 4, I can't see it functioning on PC for probably 12 months because I was reading on their post, they, they've, EA has just brought out a news post on this and they've said the issues that they have with the PC version, particularly around its optimization for CPU, is something that they're going to effectively need to rebuild. You know, they're, they're hinting that this is going to be, I hate to say, but it could be a Cyberpunk 2077 thing where it's like put it down for 12 months, come back to it. PS5 though, Ripper, absolute fun time. It it makes you, I mean, same with um, Cyberpunk. It makes you wonder why they didn't delay it. Like, oh, what, absolutely. What, like, I mean, I know they've got return on investment because you know people obviously bought it, but you have to think that the reputation hit that it's taken probably hasn't been good. And you know now with um, big old Halo launching a bit early and you know CODs and out smooth. there as well. Yeah, mm. so 
Um, Both those games running flawless. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if this is not not the battlefield demise, but you know, if this is going to be one of those ones where it just doesn't recover as well because I think people's attention spans these days are far less and you know correct you know like, like you look at back for blood not that we thought that was probably going to going to be a massive game but that's already like what Could 39 have bucks yeah that's in um, the bargain bin it's been out what a month month yeah. and a half six but weeks then so is um big old death loop that's already like 40 bucks on playstation as well yeah so that's a steal that. <laughs> i'm playing through yeah. that at the moment too but, that's why i did mention but that that's but, yeah hmm. but there's the do um i mean but they they, they do that normally they bring out a game within a couple months later it's always and it is I think it's it's part of Black Friday so we'll give it a little bit of slack there alright cool uh, Adam what, what else you been playing or no, that, you, that's pretty that's pretty much it man we've got a bit of Riders Republic I'm still smashing through a lot of the 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 late game events in that uh, but yeah Battlefield's taken up most of my time I'm just having a an absolute ball with it having a real good time even though I'm still completely shit Mate, if 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 you're shit, what does that make me? Look, we're a shit. We're we're S squad, so we can all be shit together. I mean, our in fairness, our squads were. I think Adam, did we rank last? I think we did. I th- I think at least one. one of our matches we ranked last, and then Zach joined, and we went that up like stage. We did. I think when Zach joined, we went up like ten spots. That's he absolutely baby. carried. Hey, you, you wouldn't read about it. It seems not too proud to admit. It's them Ghost Warrior skills. I'm still struggling to believe that. <laughs> Hovercrafts, baby. what have you been playing, mate? Tell us what, tell us what you've been up to. What have I been playing, mate? Also, I just got a news piece, which we'll talk about a bit later. Very, 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 very interesting choice of release date here. Um, anyway, I've been playing... Nothing I can talk about. About. Oh no, sorry, no. I, I, yes, I can. I've been playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima. More. I I gotta throw. What? I thought that was the thing you were trying to toss up. Whether you can talk about? No, 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 no. no. There's <laughs> other stuff. Well, I can talk about it, but I, I'll explain it in a sec. But Don't I've been you know playing the, the right, magpie okay. is at his place. Made him sign an embargo for his opinion. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been playing more Ghost of Tsushima. I kind of want to have a good you know, period of time where I just sit through and play that because I, I do quite like it. I do, Nathan, uh, not Nathan, Adam, sorry. I've got one question for you, or Nathan, if you've played it. Adam. You know when you do the standoff? Yes. Mm. And you hold the button, obviously. Yes. And you let go of it and you kill them. And then yeah. you're in that freeze state for X amount of seconds. Every, no, 90% of times after that, um, I kill someone in a standoff, you know, you get those little health dot things, whatever they are. I get attacked and I lose the health. I just earn pretty much. Is that, is that normal? Like I fucking fang circle to like dodge away, like roll away. Um, like, you know, I'll be in a circle, you know, it'll be like the standoff. I'll hold the triangle. He'll go in, I'll kill him. And then he's dead. But then another guy like rushes in and before the game unfreezes itself from that slow-mo bit, I know what's happening here. Um, you've probably unlocked the ability to... You it, you can chain those together as you level up. So you just ah. need to hit that triangle button again and you'll kill the second dude. Uh, yeah, that's why it stays frozen. So yeah. what you're saying I is he needs to that. get good. 
Maybe I don't have that. Well, no. I don't think I've got any. I can yet. almost guarantee that's what it is. Is it before it comes out of slow motion that you can see him coming at you? Yeah, yeah. So he comes, and I'm yeah, still, that, I'm still going like. That's what it is, because the game right. doesn't actually let any of the the other enemies come into your little area until that's all done. So that's what it is. Just yeah. hit triangle again, mate. You'll mince him. But do I have to unlock that, or is that already a thing? It um, the it it becomes. You can chain more and more together. I think you end up with like five. It, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, beast, do I have but... to go into upgrades or something and do that? Because if you've listened to me in the past, I'm fucking terrible at using upgrades. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, really. I feel like it was something that you had to unlock, but yeah. So there you go. I'm also. It's been a year. Since I haven't. I, I wouldn't put it past you for something that you've you've done and then forgotten about. So mate, yeah, just right. hit triangle again, mate. Cool. You'll be fine. All right, I'll check that. Out. Yeah, but no, it's cool. I'm enjoying it. Um. Yeah. I'll uh, have You're some You're playing director's cut, yeah? Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing that. Uh, the other, I've been playing uh, more of Warp Frontier, which is that Australian point-and-click game that I was talking about several times. I keep saying I'll talk about it next time, but I'm not quite ready to talk about it. So I won't talk about, talk about it. Bloody tease. Uh, and I've also been playing something. Oh, B- Battlefield. That's all. Cool. Uh, that's Did me. Did hear about Jordan? So, no, we haven't gone to Jordan yet, but uh, we can go to we can cross over to Jordan right now. So yeah, I've been uh, playing a whole lot, admittedly, within the past four or five weeks. Um, been a little busy with real life stuff. Uh, kind of haven't had the energy to. But this weekend, I you know, with the whole Battlefield thing, I jumped into Halo because <laughs> uh, you know I love me some Halo, and can I just say? It's nice to enjoy Halo multiplayer again because I know everyone said five multiplayer was good, but fundamentally five sucked anyway. So it's like saying you know a, a cinnamon flavored shit is a good better compared to a regular <laughs> shit. It's like it's still shit. Um, but yeah, okay. I just I've been having a having a great time with Halo Infinite multiplayer. It's like they really nailed how good the Halo sandbox is. And uh, I'm still quite skeptical on the campaign because from what I can tell, a lot of the open world that they're throwing at us is completely redundant, not optional at all, which was a very bad design decision. But um, yeah, just uh, waiting for the campaign to release on December 8th. Very, very nice. All right, let's go straight into the juicy stuff. Let's go to the reviews. Jordan, you want to go first, talk about Pokemon, or do you want me to go first with Sherlock? Uh, yeah, I'll talk about Pokemon. It's uh, pretty brief. Sure. It's uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, you know, very uh, faithful remakes of the 2006 uh, or classic Pokemon games, Generation 4, uh, a lot of people's favorites, and arguably the most uh, important or formative generation. It introduced stuff like the physical special split, um... And it just it made a whole bunch of changes to the formula, added a bunch of really important Pokemon for both just the casual and the competitive scene. Um, and it was also very contentious in terms of a remake because people were expecting it to be remade in the same way that the previous remakes were. So, like, it's kind of a remake, but more like a reimagining with a twist with the more, more modern mechanics. But this was just a may as well have just been a shot for shot remake with just better visuals. Uh, and mm. I think it's a better game for that because it does away with all the 
the bloating that more recent Pokemon games has done, whether it be through the Mega Evolutions or Dynamaxing. Um, and it just it takes you back to uh, an earlier time in Pokemon where it was just about the Pokemon and not about this, you know, whatever gimmick the next generation came out with. Um, so uh, in my for my review, I uh, I played the game using only bug Pokemon. Uh, don't ask me why. I uh, wouldn't recommend anyone does it. I don't regret it though. Uh, a very stupid decision. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I had a great time with it. Uh, playing through the, the lens of a bug only team also let me uh, appreciate some of the more nuanced changes, whether it be to some of the, the movesets on the Pokemon were changed so they make a little more sense for the Pokemon they're on um, or just the team they're in. Uh, as well as some items. So like an example was when you fight Cyrus at the top of Mount Coronet, the final Cyrus fight. I got absolutely demolished because his first Pokemon's holding an item called a scope lens and he crits me four times in a row. And I stood no chance. Uh, but yeah, uh, a, a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the like, little, little subtle changes are really nice. I know there have been complaints that the Elite Four are too hard, but like... Come on, I beat it with a bug team. It's not too hard. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I uh, I scored it an 8. Uh, I understand people that wanted it to have all of the niceties that were added in Pokemon Platinum or wanted it to be in a similar vein to the other remakes where it takes on whatever the core gimmick at the time is. Uh, but yeah, once again, I, I think it, it's a better game because it stands alone as just a remake and allows you to you know, take a step back and look at it under the lens of uh, an earlier time in Pokemon rather than what it is now. Like a true That's... Pokemon fan, he sounds very nostalgic. <laughs> take take <laughs> look, me back. Nin- Nintendo doesn't get me with nostalgia a lot, but this is the one time. He's curling back up in that Gen 4 womb. Yep. Take me to safety, mama. Look, it doesn't help that I hate Gen 8, okay? <laughs> So Platinum is the the one that I got on out of the three yep. Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Were you bummed that the they didn't include more of the, the bits and pieces from Platinum? I was and I wasn't. Um, I understand a lot of people that say Platinum is better. Uh, my only problem with Platinum, and it's, it's like this for any of the definitive release of each generation, there's kind of a less focus on the Pokemon that are... Uh, native or inherent to that region uh, so platinum saw more pokemon from the wider national decks as a part of just your regular playthrough rather than just end game yep. um, and i get why people like uh, why people appreciated that but as someone that likes to kind of try to place myself in the world it, ma- it feels like it makes a bit more sense to be in the, the diamond and pearl iteration of Sinnoh because you experience more of the the Sinnoh Pokemon rather than the the Johto and the Kanto and the Hoenn Pokemon. Yeah, that's that's fair. You you can still get your hands on beautiful Giratina though, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, there is a way to get the the Grisius Orb, which was introduced in Platinum. Uh, so the way you do that is you capture Giratina at Turnback Cave like normal uh, in Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. Then you go to what's known as Romanus Park. So it's the replacement of Pal Park from the original. Um, yep. And uh, if you've done any of the Grand Undergrounds, you'll have what's known as uh, a Prism Shard. Uh, you turn in some of those for 
uh, a slate and you put that in Giratina's room and you fight a level 100 Giratina which you can't catch but once you defeat it uh, it drops the Grissius orb so he can be taken into his origin form. Sweet. So I finished Diamond. I didn't register a thing you said in the past four minutes, mate. <laughs> that meant nothing to me. <laughs> I was like, okay, it, it sounds like he knows what he's talking about. It, it checks out because he's because he said it. <laughs> I think he plays video games. Sometimes he sounds like he does. Certain. You know, uh, uh, you know, an old vault played reference to Waving Game Bro. Uh, Do you even? <laughs> I think he might. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nah. yeah nice. Uh, re- really, really fun time, and it was a. Uh, it actually came at a really nice time for me. It was. It was nice to just, just chill with Pokemon, even though I was kind of pulling my hair out at the Elite Four with uh with the Bug Pokemon, but they're not too hard. Nice and. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, but you're doing a video that we can look forward to watching at some point. That is correct. Uh, So I just finished the voiceover for it today because I was stupid and didn't write the script for it as I went. Uh, It's basically just a a recounting of my adventure with a bug-only team. Um, So I had to comb through 33 hours of footage and write the cliff notes of every hour uh, to, to write the script. But now that I've got... The scripts and the voiceover done. Uh, it's all just down to, to stitching all the footage together now. Looking forward to your Rocky montage, mate. Very cool, Absolutely. very cool. So, you, yeah, you, you can check out the website uh, Yeah, for the review on that one. Uh, just very, very quickly before I go to Sherlock, uh, the other reviews we've had up since um, uh, we've last been on, uh, Harrison did a review for The Last Stand Aftermath, giving it a six, I want to say. Uh, Kieran Stockton did Call of Duty Vanguard, giving it a 7. And Eleanor did Monster Crown, giving it a 7 as well. All right, yeah, so I reviewed Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1, which we've spoken about previously a couple times on this on this podcast. It is a... So if you don't know what this game is, it's the Frogwares uh, Sherlock Holmes series, obviously based on famous Sherlock Holmes but it takes instead of uh, focusing on Sherlock as he is or as you would probably know him from like the movies and other you know mediums it, it's actually set before before he um, is like an established private detective so it's set in a fictional Mediterranean island of Cordona which is where Sherlock is sort of from it's where he's uh, spent his childhood it's set in 1880 and basically he's gone back um, to this island to say to pay his final respects to his mother uh, with his with, with his best mate uh, Jonathan and it is not Watson so it's it's a, it's a different character to Watson and when uh, when he gets to the island and he's you know he goes to the the grave anyway he basically he he discovers that his mother's death there might there might be more to his his mother's death than what he was first told so it's yeah it's basically a you know like a murder mystery game with our big big young young and sexy Sherlock it's if you've played Sherlock Holmes before in the past you'll know pretty much how this one operates you you know you you investigate uh, certain scenes where you got to find all all the evidence and then basically piece piece it together in your mind palace which allows you to make decisions 
uh, this one, you can actually, well, well, and in previous ones, but you can actually make uh, the game will let you choose the outcome. It doesn't really tell you what what is right and wrong. So, uh, for example, in a particular case, you might have two suspects, right, and the game will let you choose which one you want to go, which path, which which suspect you want to accuse. So it might be like, yeah, one or the other, and, but and the game that doesn't really. So it might be like like a murder, but you don't. It's up to you to to choose who who's guilty. But the game doesn't really tell you if it's right or wrong. So that's one thing I kind of did didn't like about this a little bit is I wasn't sure. Like I felt like I was making the right choice, but I wasn't quite sure like i was like mm, but it could be the other person uh so i, I do kind of wish that maybe at, even you know just at, at the end of the game you know there was like you know show results or something like that and um it gave you like you know you got this correctly or whatever um yeah it's in an open world uh, if you've played the sinking city it's pr- it's pretty much like the sinking city just a little bit, bit more polished it does have the issue with the crab behavior that the sinking city had where they kind of wander around aimlessly i mentioned in my review that there is so many people so many fucking people carrying rugs in this fucking town of cordona at all hours of the night like it'd be <laughs> fucking midnight or 2 a.m in the morning and there's half a dozen people walking down the street carrying a fucking rug like who's buying a fucking rug at midnight why is all right, leave me out of this rugs? all right god <laughs> just like shit like that that like doesn't make sense like the way that the behave like the crowd behaves just doesn't make sense um so that 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 was another thing you know there's just a bunch of people just just walking around for the because they feel like they have to populate this world with people walking around and there's only a certain amount of character models so one in every eight people is someone you've already seen before kind of thing but that's just you know that that's just the um challenge of being a double-A sized developer and trying to make an, op- an open world game, you know, it comes with with some um, some sacrifices. It's not too much of a of a deal breaker. Like, I will admit, I pretty much just fast traveled everywhere, so I didn't. But um, yeah, when I when I was sort of running through the streets, I did just was like, oh, I've sent, there's that there's that person again. Um, but the best part of the game is the story. So the story is basically around. Sherlock it's obviously about finding out what happened to your mother but it's also more about Sherlock dealing with demons and accepting some stuff that's gone down in his life so you, uh, you, you spend well, no, that's, that's, that's wrong so your old family home on this island you can go there and every door in the house is basically blocked by a memory and uh, <clears throat> the case every time you solve one part of the major case like you know the death of your mother it'll it unlocks like a memory and it unlocks a room in the house and then that helps you sort of progress so so, so that's really cool and and the banter and the relationship and the bond between Sherlock and, and John is is really good and the writing is excellent and the voice acting is excellent so that part of it is very very good and it is I think it's it's the best Sherlock Holmes game story that I've that I've I've played. Uh, it's definitely the most um, like um, emotional. It's actually quite sad. Uh, so yeah, like from 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 a story point, I think Frogwares has done a great job, uh, and I love that they've sort of taken a bit of risk and put their own spin 
on you know like a, a much loved character in Sherlock um, so yeah I mean investigation stuff like it's still fun like if you enjoy the, these games in, the, in 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 the past you'll enjoy them here the only other downside that's quite annoying is that and there's a screenshot in my review but one part of investigating, you can pin evidence, and pinning evidence allows you to speak to people in the world about that evidence. But the evidence, the evidence that you've pinned, can take up like a good portion of the screen. It's a, it's a very very bizarre choice. Like, it's fucking huge. It takes up like, I want to say like a sixth of the screen. So it is quite overwhelming in size. But yeah, that's that that that's a, a minor little thing. And the other thing that sucks massive ass. And I don't know why they've included this. It is combat. This game has combat. Who mm. thinks Sherlock would ever fucking shoot someone? No one. It's sort of the way the, the way they explain it. Uh, makes sense. Correction: Frogwares do. Yeah, the way that it's there, like they've they've given it context, right? But it still doesn't sort of doesn't really fit. And the the reason for combat is that you go and you you basically become this like contractor detective almost it's like for like Sherlock for local Ghost police. Warrior contracts department mm. yeah and <laughs> you have to go to these bandit lairs which are like self-contained areas where you basically shoot armor off so you go to like you know you hold like L2 for like for example and it highlights like armor on like your enemy so you shoot like the three bits of armor then you've got to go run up to them punch them and then do like a quick time thing where you've got to like, um, you like arrest them and it's shit. It is actually super shit. It's terrible. It's probably the worst combat I've ever played nearly. And I've played some terrible combat. It feels like, like in the sinking city, the, the combat was pretty, it was pretty bad, but it worked in a kind of way. Cause it, cause it made sense that the combat was in this game. It wasn't that good, but you kind of, you know, it was there. It was like this just makes, yeah, this makes no sense, and it just is shit. So Frogwares know that it's shit too, because you can actually turn it off. So you can <laughs> disable the combat. You can basically say to the game that you don't want to do these combat sections, these bandit lairs, so forget it. I just want to do the story, you know, with the investigations. And I don't know why anyone would want to do the combat, because it is, it's not fun. Anyway, uh, overall, pretty pretty good game. Very very good story. Relatively beautiful. Um, Corridor is quite quite pretty. Um, probably more for, from afar, up close. Some some textures and stuff can can look a bit muddy. Uh, it ran pretty well on PS. Oh, no, sorry, it, it didn't run very well on PS Five. It was it did chug a fair bit, and that's sort of what brought it down. It was like the performance was a bit was a was a a bit bum. Um, so the the bad elements from my review is that the combat is terrible. The open board feels a little soulless. Performance issues and too many people buying rugs. And I gave it a seven out of ten. <laughs> Honestly, the rug things pisses me off. Uh, I have one very important question. Go for it. Did you miss Watson? Did you cry for? Did you cry for Watson? Nah, see, I'm not like. I like the Sherlock Holmes like stories and you know that character and stuff, but. I'm not like I'm not like that's not like a big deal for me. It's like it's like a thing that I enjoy, but I'm not like, what the fuck is happening? Um, <laughs> like, 
For people Nathan's... listening, Nathan's just shaking his cat's tail on camera. And it's glorious. It's beautiful. Um, no, no, I didn't. I thought, like I said, I thought that the the decision to take the Sherlock character and the you know the lore, if you will, kind of, and spin it into their own thing and add new characters and and that was a great move because it because it, it made it feel fresh. It wasn't like the same old Watson and stuff. It was like a it was a new bond with, with um, John and and uh, and Sherlock and even like even like the other characters in in the game are, are very good. So so yeah yeah nice. It sounds like a, a game right up your alley. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. And it is it can be a little bit hard. Like it is it's it's you know there's no hand holding here. So there's no there's no real hint system either. So um, I remember when the, with the sinking city, when we did the, I did the review for that, they sent through like a walkthrough. If, the, if you ever got stuck, it was something that you could sort of look on here. There was no walkthrough. So they had like a discord channel where you had to basically jump in and say, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm bad at games. <laughs> so that's where Can you've you been, me? which I had to do. Um, I had to do a couple of times. Yeah. And the first, and the first time, um, I felt like a bloody idiot because I was like, "There's another fucking room." Of course there is, uh, uh, yeah. But the second oh, time I was, no. yeah. Anyway, seven out of ten. Did you did you me. publicly out yourself for for missing the room? Uh, did you have to ask ask for directions? Well, no. It was more like I I had to find a bit of evidence, right? I knew where it was, but I had forgot. I was like, I'm looking in this guy's office or room like why can't i find it it's it should be here and then like it should be in this building and then i realized when i was talking to the guy or the guy was like oh it's in the next room i was like what next fucking room what are you talking about there's another room and i went out of the thing there's the room that i'd probably been in about an hour beforehand that i'd forgotten about anyway you you win some you lose some so yeah seven out of ten if if the game had run a bit better and yeah, you know, it's just sort of tidied up a little bit more of those um, things that it, that it, it was. You know, it just it felt like it was a little, a little over ambitious in terms of um, its yeah its uh, game design. But yeah. So so you said it's not handholdy. Would you call it the Dark Souls of Sherlock Holmes games? <coughs> no, it's just just the Sherlock. <laughs> the Holmes Dark game. Souls of anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but Sherlock is hot as fuck. In this game, That's all you yeah, he does look a bit. Of a, he's a bit of a cutie, yeah. Yeah, well, he's only twenty-one in this game. I think 21, 20, 21 oh. I think. Um, and there is some ripe age. There are some uh, interesting interactions with some characters. There's like a a very weird scene where like he talks to like I'm trying to think. It's like the city. I think it's the city. Like he talks the, to the entire like, city. No, like the archivist. I don't know if that's all the you know, like like the main archiver of the city, and it's like they've just met and they start talking, and she's like, "Oh, maybe if you come out for dinner or something." It's just it's fucking weird. It's a very weird thing to put in. Um, but yeah, he he shuts her down, mate. To be old Sherlock, had it had your leg, babe. Anyway, staying faithful for the boys. That's it. That's it. So how um, much would you pay for uh, Sherlock Holmes to get with uh, Leon Kennedy? Oh, mate, that would be... Whoa. What a fucking twink fest that would be. Those, 
Twink fist. I, I think we have our intro for the week. <laughs> um, that would be... Man, I, I, I can't even think about that right now. I'm already hot in this room, but... Uh, <laughs> you can't even make eye contact through the camera anymore. No, I can't. I'm, 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 I'm blushing. Yeah, cool. Um, so the, the review's on, uh, on the website, so check it out if you want, if you haven't played it, whatever. Uh, Adam, would you be willing to quickly Hello. talk about your other review that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So for the last, look, admittedly, it's been a while. I've probably had about a month and a bit with the EPOS H3 hybrid headset. Uh, It's, in short, an absolute banger of a headset. It's very versatile. It uses either a a USB or a 3.5 connection, uh, but it also has Bluetooth. So you can cheekily connect it to your phone at the same time as you're using it on, say, your PC or your console. Uh, are you using um, it right now? I'm not using. Well, I'm that's not an indictment. Right now. No, 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 no. I I've been using it so much that it is dead flat and it's currently charging. Wow, uh, so now he's talking because, bad about the battery life. <laughs> okay, all right, hold up there, too. Uh, but no, it's it's very versatile. You can use it on pretty much any console. So. PlayStations, Xboxes, Switch if you want to, whether that be wired or Bluetooth. What about the Soldier Boy console? Uh, nah, that can die in a hole. Um, but yeah, it's it's got great audio. Uh, it's it's very crisp. The Both the highs and the lows are pretty well spot on. Uh, the mic is exceptionally clear, uh, which is cool because it, it, it makes you look like an air traffic controller because... You know, all gamers want to have that big, thick mic. But if you want to wear it outside of your living room and not look like a bit of a dweeb, it has a detachable mic that is magnetic. So it just pops off the, the side of it. Ooh, and it has a nice. teeny little circular clip to, to cover that cover that hole that it leaves. So it actually, it ends up looking pretty uh, slender and sleek. So because it has that Bluetooth connectivity, you can listen to music when you're out and about. Uh, and it, it it's basier than I was expecting. Uh, so depending on what kind of music you listen to, obviously that'll, that'll either be a pro or a con, but it's, uh, yeah, it surprised me with that, but the, probably the handiest feature and one that I've used quite a bit with, uh, playing with friends with crossplay. uh, say I'm playing on my PS5. I have all of my audio game audio coming through there, but I want to play with someone that's on PC and still want to voice chat. Uh, I can hook it up simultaneously to my phone and run Discord through there to have the mic run, to have all of the the chat audio running through it simultaneously, and it works flawlessly. Oh my goodness! Like there is, it it overlaps perfectly, so you have both audios running at the same time. There's then they're not cutting in and out of one another. I was expecting it to kind of be a little bit one cuts in as the other one cuts out, but it's, yeah, it's, it's genuinely flawless and it's really, really impressive. So that would uh, be, and I've used that. So, sorry, you, go for it. so that's like, you would plug it into the controller of the PlayStation controller. So yeah, you would use the, the 3.5 to, to plug it into the, the controller. Uh, and then it Bluetooth connects to my phone. Um, you know, obviously if there's to be a downside, most, 
headphones like the the one that I'm using at the moment, which is a Logitech pair, you just plug it in as a 3.5 and then away you go. It just runs off the power of the, the controller. Uh, this headset does need to be powered. Uh, so it does have an internal battery that you do need to recharge. Uh, that I suppose would be a detriment for some. It's, it's a little bit rough, especially when it's wired. You kind of have that immediate sense that that's kind of it. That's the, the concession you pay. But yeah, having to, to charge it and have it wired is a bit rough. They're, they're going to be releasing a Pro series, which is completely wireless, which I'm all kinds of keen for because if there's, yeah, if there's one thing that, that irritates me is that it does have to be wired. But if you can get past that, and the battery life is good, I think if you're using both Bluetooth and the wide connection, it lasts for, I think, roughly 17 hours. So it's no slouch. You're not going to be running flat in one game session. My DualSense definitely ran out of charge far, far quicker. Um, but yeah, if, if, there's, if there's any negatives, it's that it has to be wired and powered. Uh, and oddly enough, the power button is on the front of the headset rather than the back. I think the industry has kind of decided that having the, the power button at the back is kind of the way to go, but that's kind of a, a, nor, a here nor there. The, the Bluetooth button is at the back, so I find it kind of find myself trying to pair to things instead of turning it on. So that's a little bit funky, but outside of that, like build quality is excellent. The audio is really good. The mic is fantastic. Uh, and all of the little quality of life things are just, yeah, it, it makes things way easier than I thought they could ever be, especially using crossplay, which is such a huge thing nowadays. So it's, yeah, it's a very impressive headset all in it all. Sounds like a more elegant solution to the whole playing on console and chatting on discord, uh, problem than, uh, than mine was. Cause, uh, my solution was get a capture card and just run the the PS5 audio through the capture card and then do Ooh. do uh do the the display pass through got a but and it also allows me to record uh console footage in you know bits longer than 15 minutes but you know if that's what you have to justify to yourself <laughs> I mean for that I I wouldn't be able then. to do the Pokemon video without it so yeah well there you go but no maybe you should maybe you should invest in some some h3 hybrids because they're yeah great great headset really comfortable as well i've got kind of funky shaped ears and i, I, I get a headache funky if something and, uh, against it. how much will one of these uh headsets yeah, run I, was, I, was, I was gonna say well what's the what's the price point on these bad boys let me guess well, what's, what's the damage 159 i'm gonna say 249 one of you is definitely closer nathan did you want to get in on this price is right 180 uh, Jordan was far one. closer. It's a, it's really? about two thirty to two forty. Oh wow! Okay, I only know that because but, I've reviewed two Epos headsets before, so I know their pricing. Ah, uh, he's got insider info. But yep. no, it's it. As far as build quality, it definitely feels more of a, a premium headset. It it doesn't doesn't skimp on the on the materials. Very so yeah, it's a it's a great headset. Quick question for you, only if you answer yeah. another question first. Do you have a Steel Series Arctis? I can't remember. I don't. No, I was don't. looking okay, into okay, that okay, just okay, prior okay. To, to getting this. It's Nathan. Nathan that does. I thought. I thought you did Certainly as well. Do. Okay, cool. All right. Then why then? Because that doesn't. That the second question is, 
Now well, no. So if you ask him right now, he likes it better than the Arctis. <laughs> it's true because I haven't used the Arctis. That it. He's got. He's got a point. He's got a point. Nice. Cool. All right. We'll look forward to that review hitting the website as well. I'll quickly talk about the uh, audio product I've been reviewing, which is the Huawei FreeBuds Pro. Um, that are the little in-ear <clears throat> wireless uh, earbuds from our good friends over at Huawei. So these, the FreeBuds Pro are the, also, I know we've probably said it before, FreeBuds, bit of a dumb name. So I mean, they're not free. It's not the best. <laughs> um, anyway, dumb names aside, FreeBuds Pro is the, the flagship wireless earbud uh, model from Huawei. They retail at an RRP of 329 Nathan, I told you yesterday, but I can't remember. Was that correct? It it's was that, definitely it? in the ballpark. Yeah, I think I think RRP is about, about, about 329 That I mean, that's RRP. That's not what... 329 Yeah, yeah cool. like, think that's about not... that. I can get like 150 cheeseburgers for that. Um, yeah, it's so they... Body weight and cheeseburgers. What? <laughs> Blame Jordan. But yes, <laughs> so, loving these free yeah. buds. So yeah, so the, the free buds, uh, they, they come in ceramic white, uh, gloss black or just sort of like, like a black, and then a silver frost. So the, the white and the black ones are, are like an all gloss design, whereas the silver frost is like a mixture of the two. So the case on the silver frost is like a matty, a silvery finish with like a little the part where it's got like the logo is like a glossy whatever and the actual free buds themselves are a glossy finish so uh, one thing i noticed early on is that the that they do show fingerprints quite easily because they are a gloss design i don't really give a fuck to be honest because they're in my ears um in you know if i ever see that they're dirty i wipe them fingerprints are gone i know i know that some people are a little bit anal about that but so that is one downside to having a gloss uh finish that isn't white because i guess you with white you can you don't really see fingerprints as much unless you've been put your hands in the dirt um but the silver frost this the stems on the buds so they're not like toothbrush heads they're they're, they're actually modeled off a piano key uh, which is quite cool. So it's a little, little bit of a different design. The actual earbuds themselves are a little bit chunkier than the FreeBuds 4i, which I reviewed earlier in the year, which I thought were fantastic as well. These are much, uh, these are better, not much better, but they, like these are better than the FreeBuds 4i. I found them a little bit less comfortable, but still really, really comfortable. But I only found them less comfortable because I have tiny ears. So that that just, like just the shape get bigger of, ears. I know. So the shape of the free but of the pros, they're a little bit bigger, so they kind of don't sit in my ears perfectly all the time. I have to kind of fiddle with them every now and again to make them sit sit back into um, back into a, a snug position. But once they're sort of in a snug position, they sort of, they you know they sit there for quite a while. But it just takes it's not quite as easy for me as putting them out of the case in, in my ears. And off I go, I kind of got to fiddle with them a bit because my ears are a bit shit, um, or I've like two year olds ears. Can you change? Is it is it an inner ear bud where you can change the rubber so bud? Yeah, so there, it comes with three tips. It comes with a small, large, and a um, and a medium. Quickly on that, um, Nathan, I know that you've you've bought some, so this won't 
apply to you because I checked with um, Huawei, but the sample sets that they get, sometimes the, the tips don't actually say the size on them. Mm. Um, so I got this, you know, I opened it up and the FreeBuds 4 I did, like, like that had small, large, medium or whatever. Um, this one didn't. And I was like looking at them like going, what the, which one is the fucking small one? Like, so I tried them all and then I think I made them all expand and then I had them all like out on my like little seat going, I can't remember which one was on the thing at first. So so that that was quite in, interesting, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got the small ones on now. But on the AI Life app, so connecting to the... The free buds are super easy, Nathan. You've got a Huawei phone. All you do is open the case, hold it next to the to your to your phone, and your phone will detect that there's a thing there and it'll pair right away. That's mad. Um, it's really cool. Obviously, if you don't have that, you know, if you use a computer or different phone, you've got to go through Bluetooth and pair it. Um, but that's but that's a, like a, a really cool, neat feature. Uh, there's an app that you download that's called the AI Life app, and in that there's a whole bunch of little things. Um, there's a tap fit test, so you can actually test to see how well it's fitted in your ear it'll do like a little test and it'll give you like oh it's in a poor position or you know these are perfect well done um you can change shit like your um your gestures so you can actually play around with how you want it to you know because there's a bunch of gestures you know you swipe up and it's the volume or whatever and you or you double tap it and it pauses and all all that sort of stuff so you can play around with that um the only thing it doesn't include which i always hammer on huawei for not having because the freebud studios which i'm wearing now they have in the ai life app for that which is an eq function it's very very basic but it's there it just means you can tinker with the sound quality a little bit the four buds 4i um and the pros don't have that so you've got to use like a media player that does have any eq settings if you want to tinker with that but sound quality is excellent um i'm super impressed at how they can pack such a big, a big sound into such a little small form factor. Um, the bass is tight. The guitars and stuff, if you listen to like metal and stuff, has like a good crunch to it. Um, if you listen to like instrumental sort of um, orchestral-ish sort of stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, nice and clear. Using it as um, for phone calls is super good too. Uh, but yeah, the review will be up later. Uh, battery life is, including uh, the case, it's 30 hours. Uh, I think with music with um oh sorry sorry the, the other big thing is the noise cancelling so it's got this like true wireless noise cancelling note uh or something like that maybe i'm, I'm mixing up uh, marketing slogans there but it's basically got noise cancelling dynamic noise cancelling so there's a bunch of different settings and you can have it on like the dynamic setting and you could be in front of a car and the ear and the free buds will pick up that you're in front of a car and it'll adjust the noise cancelling to that level and then the car will drive away, for example, and the noise cancelling will adjust again and um, to your surroundings. Um, and that works well. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Probably not as much for the car. Car's probably a, a bad example because it doesn't block it out. You know. But if there's way. a bus headed his way. But I tried it with my coffee machine, right? Using to grind the coffee beans. I tried to see how much, and I tried the different levels, and it like it blocks it out like fairly well. It doesn't, you know, I'm standing right in front of it, so it's not going to block it out completely. But um, it did a, you know, it did a good job, did a good job. So if there's like background noise, so there was actually someone um, in the house across where I live doing like renovations or something in their in their yard, you know, with a saw and stuff. And I actually turned on, I was like, all right, I'll give this a try because I can hear it from where I'm sitting. And it pretty much blocked it like all the way out. So um, 
That's yeah, pretty that impressive for for mm. earbuds. Like you hear a lot of noise cancelling with, yeah. you know, high end yeah. earphones, uh, headphones, and whatnot. But for for earbuds to to do that well, that's pretty impressive. Mm. I mean, I you know I had the doors closed, so if, I, if I'm sure if, if I had my you know my back door open, it would be a bit different. But um, yeah, there was one other thing I had to mention. Oh yeah, it has dual connectivity, and I fucking love this. Um, the FreeBuds Studio has got it. The Four Eyes had it. I'm pretty sure these have it too. So you can connect the two devices, sort of like with Adam, but it's through Bluetooth. So um, yeah. I can literally be talking to you right now on this and get up, walk down to the IGA, pick up my phone, push play on a song, not even have to you know change connection, whatever, and it will just start playing like on my phone. Um, sorry, uh, you know it will start playing like what my phone is is playing. Um, so it's just, it's a super like nice little convenient thing. And if you're, if I was listening to music, for example, on my PC and I got a phone call on my phone, the earbuds would automatically swap. It will, it would swap to the earbuds automatically. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And take the call. So it doesn't like, you don't have to go, oh shit, hound, just let me switch over to the earbuds. It like, it just does it for you automatically. So yeah, um, yeah, RIP three twenty nine. Nathan grabbed a couple of pairs yesterday because they're actually on sale through Amazon at the moment for Black Friday at one eighty nine. If you're looking for Whoa. a, I know I you know kiss a lot of while I ask, but they're really good products. Like their audio stuff is really good. Their phones I wouldn't recommend because they got no Google, so that's not, that's you know that's a bit sad. But but their audio stuff is excellent. Like I've everything I've I've tried has been really good. And at one eighty nine, I think that's a an incredible price. Um, the four eyes are actually seventy nine dollars at the moment. So if you want a cheaper pair, um, they're seventy nine bucks through Amazon. So that's um, but that's only up until maybe early next week on Sunday. So you'll have a couple of days after listening to this to check them out. But review will be up next week. I've uh, waffled for ages about these. Let's move on. Any questions first? Sorry. No, the, no I the, think you've covered it pretty well. Yeah, it's the, they sound like a solid product. Yeah, for one eighty nine. Yeah, I'm very keen to hear what you say, like what you think. Right now. Wait, do you have them now? No, I just thought you might be. No, no, no. Give us your impressions right (laughs) now, and then we'll compare them to when you have them. He's just really, uh, you know, he could tell I was rearing to go. He's just really excited. Now I was just saying, I say I'm I'm upgrading from the Huawei Freelace. The downside Mm. to the Freelace is the buds are connected by a lace that sort of hangs around the back of your neck. I bought them yeah. at 110 bucks about two years ago on a Black Friday sale, and at 110 bucks, they are the best quality buds I've ever picked up. The battery life is phenomenal; they'll go a week on a single charge, and they recharge in about for I want to say 30 minutes. Like they they recharge fast. Mm. Upgrading to these buds, knowing that that the RRP is 300. I don't know. I I am expecting because I'm used to Huawei delivering exceptional value for money. We'll see. Mm. They arrive mm. tomorrow. We doubled down. We got two sets. So there's a lot resting on Daddy Zach's shoulders. Has he led us astray? <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> if you don't like time. them, he'll give you a full refund on both that, of them. That's it, mate. That's I, it. Oh, I that might be cutting into his yeah. commission, mate. Um, I did. Um, <laughs> did I, did, I cut myself off before, but the battery life. Um, so thirty hours in total with the case. Uh, it is uh, seven hours of battery life with ANC disabled for for music playback and four hours with it enabled, and three hours with uh, voice calls with uh, noise cancelling disabled, and two and a half hours with it enabled. So, 
Um, so yeah, cool. Better jet setter, like Mister Zach Jackson. You're going to have them in your case, other than what for an hour at a time tops. Yeah. You know, like you're never going to use them for three hours at a go, not unless no. you're on a flight or something. Yeah, and I and like I used them on the on 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 the podcast for a couple of weeks ago, and you know they were pretty comfortable. I you know I think I was fiddling with them a bit because like, like I said, they kind of my ears are a bit smaller, so. Um, and that's the problem I had with the skull candies is that the design of the actual butt itself, I just wouldn't sit in my ear. Just Damn redesign little... your ears, mate. Damn my child ears. All right. Um, news. Shall we get to the news? Yep. Lead away. Uh, right, we're going for what, an hour ten. All right. We'll wrap it up pretty pretty quickly. Uh, quick stuff to go through. Sifu has a release date. It's been moved up to February 8th. It was releasing on February 22 initially. Wait, I, mean, I, I wrote this news piece. Let me just double check that date's correct. Yeah, yes, it was previously launching on February 22. Now February 8th. Uh, I would say they've done that to sort of give them a little bit of breathing room between uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, and Elden Ring because they were all launching within about a week of one another and oh, Sifu no. was smack bang in the middle of that. Uh, I mean, it's now a couple of days after Dying Light 2, Stay Human, which comes on February 4, but I feel like that game's not quite as massive as the other three. But, um, yeah, I know that a few of us are keen for that, so you're keen to check that out. Um, Cricket 2022 has been delayed to December 2. Because old mate Timmy Payne loves to send him. That's it. Love to send it a, a dick pic. So, uh, yeah, that's been and Tim. No, not Tim. Um, Pat Cummins is now the um, the cover cover people cover person cover star. Until he starts coming. That's it, mate. That's it. Um, Halo Infinite's gone gold, so that'll launch on December eight. This the campaign because the multiplayer is out now which we spoke about uh the quick ones uh, also the the co-op and forge modes got delayed again so oh yes now, yes I think may uh, I think, are they second half no co-op is i think may and i think forge mode There's is later forge. isn't it yeah that's correct yeah and sad but what are you gonna do it's weird man like yeah they obviously wanted to hit this year at all costs and that means yeah um other quick quick news that i can reel off the email i got previously uh is that uh martha or marta have you ever want to say it uh martha is dead has got a release date of february 24 2022 i don't know why that's gonna outcompete all the other titles in february (laughs) so why did you say her name why if you're a publisher and you haven't announced your game you go hmm maybe february 2024 like why like you've got Elden ring on the, on the 25th you got horizon like we said on the 18th then you've got destiny on the 22nd i mean this is obviously like a very different audience but still you know whatever um but i'm i'm keen for that out of the those are, you know, all the games that we've mentioned. This is probably the one I'm, I'm keen to play the most. Then you just answered your own question. Nah, but mate, most, most people are going to be like, fuck that, I'm playing Elden Ring. Or I'm playing Forbidden West. Destiny. Um, 
or Destiny, there you go. Uh, the Hard other bit Destiny. of news <laughs> is that Tales of Iron is getting a free update uh, called Bloody Whiskers, which brings a little bit more content to the game, which is it's like a like a post post game quest line where you have to fight a bunch of warriors in the world to basically claim uh, prove that you're you're the best of the best. Um, and it also is introducing two new difficulties, um, a harder Bloody Whiskers mode, uh, or sorry, difficulty, and uh, the less challenging uh, fairy tale, which will allow players to sort of experience the story more, but there's, you know, there's still combat. That is, uh, that's dropping, I think now, well, when this podcast out, it'll, it'll be out. Uh, Adam, do you want to talk about Warner Brothers and stuff in WWE? Yes. So, nice and quickly, first and foremost, for WWE, uh, the 2K22 got a new trailer that showed off or kind of talked about briefly some of the new features and improvements that will be in the game. Uh, the biggest one, I suppose, that they, they mentioned was that they've overhauled the, the gameplay and the... I think they may have over, uh, kind of rejigged the, the engine that it's running on because anyone that's keen on wrestling and the wrestling games, 2K20 was a dumpster fire. Uh, it was an absolute mess that didn't run or play well. It just wasn't fun and it was also a technical nightmare. So they kind of subtly hinted that that won't be the case this year. We'll see. Uh, but the, the main takeaway is that the GM mode is coming back so you can uh, take the role of the general manager of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, all of those brands and you can book the show not as a talent but as the, the person doing all of the booking. So it's a, a fan favorite mode that hasn't been in the game since I think WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2008. So it's been a long old time. Uh, and those, the, the old SmackDown versus Raw games are bangers. The GM mode was one of the standouts. Uh, so it's really good to see that that's coming back. People have been asking for it for a while. So it's good to see that that's getting back into things. Uh, and yeah, the other bit of news was that Battlefield 2042 is getting some updates, which it definitely needs at the moment, mainly for balancing. Uh, there's the first major update that will be live by the time that this podcast gets published. Uh, so that was fixing things like the, the issue where you can't revive your teammates if they're too close to a wall or for, for, for some specific circumstances. Uh, they're also balancing a lot of the vehicles. So sorry, Nathan, the, the hovercraft won't be as much of a beast in the, the coming few days as it has been which is, you know, rough for you because you can't be mowing people down. Good for everyone else. nerfing my best weapon. I know, it's rough. You'll just have to go back to using the helicopters. Uh, and then another <laughs> another update will be early December, which is kind of a, a bigger update. So it's doing a lot of the improvements to interface, uh, lots more balancing, some UI things here and there, uh, and more gameplay fixes rather than small tweaks. So... If you're playing the game currently and you think it's in a bit of a rough state and you're kind of waiting it out, maybe wait until early December, jump back in, and it seems like a lot of those issues will be fixed, if not maybe smoothed out a little bit at least. If you're keen on sticking it out till version one, we'll see you November next yep. year. 
Nice. Uh, other quick little news is, what else do we have here? Kojima Productions have opened up a movie, TV, and music division based in LA, question mark? Yep. Did I read that? Yep, based in LA. Cool. Uh, and Warner Brothers has actually officially announced multiverses. Yes, uh, it's worth having Which... a look into that purely for all the voice cast. They've pretty well brought back all of the original voice actors for all of the characters. So you've got Kevin Conroy as Batman. Uh, you've got old mate Lillard as Shaggy. It's yeah, the, the voice cast is impressive. Uh, and whether the game is good or not, who knows? It's a, it's a free to play, uh, platform brawler. So it's smash brothers with a, with different characters. Um, but it looks like it could be a bit of fun. And if you're a fan of the, the Warner Brothers characters, it's it's probably worth jumping in for at least a at least a look, which uh, yeah, that'll be releasing next year. I am devastated that there's no Wally Coyote. Ah, so they they <clears throat> made sure to say that this isn't the final uh, the final roster, which thank God because Arya Stark took precedent over a lot of other much better Warner Brothers characters. So I missed that. What? Yep, she stands out like a sore thumb. It's really weird. You have all these larger-than-life characters and then Arya Stark with her little needle. It's it's a weird choice. Um, but yeah, her, the, the I can't remember a name to save my soul, but the actress that, that plays her in the show is doing the voicing for her. So they're, they're really Maisie throwing Williams. a lot of talent at it. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Maisie Williams. That's, That's the one. <clears throat> uh, all right, a couple... Quick last things. Um, the Jordan, well, the, the Jordan, the Golden, I don't know where I got Jordan from, the Golden Joystick Awards. Hey, Joy. The Jordan uh, Goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they've, they've occurred, and Big Dog Resident Evil Village won Game of the Year. Sorry, Ultimate Game of the Year. Ultimate um, Game yeah, of the Year. Yeah, but what won Ultimate Game of All Time? Ultimate game of all time was Dark Souls. Let's go. Uh, there's a bunch of um, <laughs> bunch of winners in in um, the article online, which is done by Big Harry, uh, who's a, a new writer for us. But some of the quick ones I'll pull out of here: uh, best storytelling went to Life is Strange: True Colors. Best multiplayer game went to It Takes Two. Best visual design went to Ratchet and Clank: Rift Apart. Rift Apart, sorry. Mobile Game of the Year, League of Legends, Wild Rift. Don't know why I read that one. Best Gaming Hardware, PS5. Best Indie Game, Death Store. Studio of the Year, Capcom. Shoutouts there to Big Capcom. Breakthrough mm-hmm. Award was to Big House Marquee. Um, Xbox Game of the Year, Psychonauts 2. Shoutouts to, to Kieran there. Uh, Most Wanted Games, Elden Ring. Critics' Choice Award, Deathloop. Something, 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 something. Ultimate Hardware of all time, PC. What the fuck? Dumb. All right. Um... Just quickly, I need to touch on this because I haven't complained enough about it. Yeah, go for it. I know what you're saying. No Returnal. Let rip. So, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. If it is about that, let's just hang on a sec. It is about that, and I... Okay, okay. You best go quick because I can't bottle this up for much longer, mate. Let's just park that. So, over the week that we missed because we were doing some other stuff and focusing on some some other content the game awards actually announced their nominees uh so big old jeffy got his got his put his sneakers on and he announced <laughs> the nominees for his 
his award show. So Game of the Year, the nominees are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. We might go through a couple of other ones. There's a whole bunch of, um, of the um, categories and the nominees on the website, but this is probably, this is obviously the main one. Where the fuck is Returnal? First. <laughs> Come on. That game is... Uh, I, I'm, I'm <clears> going <throat> to probably upset Zach here, but I think Returnal deserves to be there more than Resident Evil. Get fucked. No, I 100% <laughs> agree. I love... I'll back that. I, I liked Resident Evil 8, but I think compared to every other game in that lineup, it made a lot less of a, a change uh, in impact get, than... Uh, then do you want to okay so i can deal with it not winning game of the year i think it should at least have been nominated i think that's a bit bullshit but i think the one that irritates me the most and it's the same for the 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 golden joystick the that maggie robertson as lady dimitrescu won that and she's also nominated for uh the the game of the year uh, the the game awards uh for for best performance now not to take away from her performance because no doubt she was she was excellent. So you haven't played it for one hour. <laughs> oh fuck off! Um, but Jane Perry as Celine in Returnal puts in an absolute monster of a performance, and you are hooked on every word she says for the entirety of the game. And she is one of I think three voice actors in that game, and her lines take up ninety five percent of the dialogue easily. And it's always so fresh. So to, to so have her miss out on at least a nomination <laughs> at the Game Awards feels rough. So that tells you something, that Lady Dimitrescu's one hour was worth more than old mate's 90% or whatever it was. I get, I get the pop appeal. Sure. Like, let, let's be frank. She was Lady Dimitrescu. So trendy. Yep. But, but that ship sailed. What's going to stand the test of time? Are you going to remember? Anyway, whatever. I'm I'm obviously with Adam on this one. (laughs) The the other thing that I find interesting about this, um, and this is back in, just going back quickly to the Golden, the Jordan, the Jordan Awards, um, (laughs) is that PlayStation Game of the Year went to Resident Evil Village. Bullshit. That doesn't, I don't, yeah. I don't understand that. That's why I kind of skipped it because I was like, even if it's not Returnal, how the fuck is it not Ratchet and Clank? Like, that's what I was thinking. When you take Returnal out of the lineup, what's your second pick? For me, it's Ratchet and Clank. Hands down, like without a a doubt. It's like Xbox Game of the Year is an Xbox game. Like, like I don't, I don't understand. Like, if why didn't Resident Evil win Xbox Game of the Year? Yeah, that's that's a, that is a weird. So what, one. what what the people that are part of like, the Golden Joysticks Award like Critics Choice is Award that, uh, is Deathloop. Yet yeah, that didn't win PlayStation Game of the Year either. Did you play Village Jordan? Yes. Did you like it? I I did. Um, it suffered the the consequence of not being Resident Evil Two though. So. Uh, mm. uh, I thought it was good. But instead, I, it's Resident I, Evil Four. I did, <laughs> I did kind of get a bit. Uh, this is not as good after uh, after I left the the castle. Yeah, it died down for me. But I actually thought I thought parts of the castle were quite good. I only asked just to preface this whole discussion by saying all four of us here at Well Played very much enjoyed it. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're only ragging on it because the stakes are high. Absolutely, but we did like it. <laughs> oh. 
Has Adam played it? Village? Yeah, I, I knew that, didn't I? I loved Village. I thought, I thought it was a great old time. We all... Okay. Yeah, I very wasn't, much Wasn't Adam a part of the spoiler cast for it? No, I missed out. Devastatingly. Do we have a spoiler cast? We did a... Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, but the, okay. So um, we're getting we're getting off topic. What anyway. to to wrap things up? Returnal has Look, been I, I fucking was, robbed. I was surprised yeah. that Returnal was on there. I'm like, it's cop to Shannon Noel, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, he was still in the final. Well, yeah. Okay, touche. Oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. So at well, least you would have gotten a nomination, uh, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at this list, I don't know what it what it takes out, personally. I, I mean, I've not, I don't I've not know played either. It, so. it, it's weird. Every other year Is I've it, been like, yeah, no, nah, this title hands down takes it out. Even if I don't like the title. Like last year I knew Last of Us 2 was going to make it. I hate the game, but I knew it was going to take it. Um, this year, you know, Deathloop, it takes through Metroid Dread, Psychonauts, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and that other game. Um, like, that other game, probably not, but the rest of them, they're just... They're all equally, like, fantastic in their own way, and it's so hard to separate them in a way where you can say this one is definitively the best. I would say Metroid Dread. That's purely because I'm just not a Nintendo person. No, Metroid mean, Dread's fantastic. I, as a Metroid fan, actually didn't think Dread was all that crash hot. So I would really? actually take that off the list first. Really? I loved Dread. Hey, Nathan, what would you put there instead? Justice for fucking Returnal is all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, that's the default, right? But if not that, then... I mean, is it outside of the nomination period that for, for, Forza could have made it in? I'm not sure what their cutoff was. Uh, it would, it, no. no I think, it would have uh, been in... Yeah, because the cutoff is no, it is it is in because it's it's part of the it's part of one of the other sections yeah. categories, but um, it didn't make I it would, to the. I oh, would yeah. disagree with Forza only because uh, if you look at all the games in that list, even Resident Evil, uh, they made uh, a massive impact in one way or another. Whether it be they changed their formula or you know, let's say with it takes two, it. It just brought light to the whole uh, storytelling in terms of playing together and being a game on its own. Whereas Forza is kind of the same as Forza 4, just a little bit better. (laughs) The protagonist having voice acting is about as significant as the Emmys are to Metroid Dread. Because everything else in Metroid Dread we saw in Samus Returns. Right down to the fucking boss fights. (laughs) <laughs> all right who do we no who sorry what game do we think is gonna is gonna win based on this is on, on this list i would probably say scratch it and wank i i'm gonna say death loop i think yeah, death loop will win Deathloop. i would like to see it be ratchet and clank though i i would either like to see ratchet or psychonauts but i think death loop will take it yeah I, I think Deathloop or It Takes Two. Yeah. That'd be huge. Uh, there'll be no two. argument that from me. That game is fantastic, by the way. Yep. Are we in agreement that this year has been a year for solid releases? Yeah. Mm. There hasn't been a smorgasbord of games, but what has dropped out, what hasn't, you know, every everything else has been delayed, but what we got was a fairly decent offering. 
Mm. Still think Battlefield should have been delayed. Oh, 100%. Um, but <laughs> I'm just happy on to what, have it, but... Just, yeah. yeah. Just on, to, on sort of what Jordan said, like last year, and was, was it last year? Yeah. You could sort of feel that The, the Last of Us Part 2 was probably going to win. Yeah. Um, even though there were some other good games, but this year I felt there's, there's, no, there's no game that stands out as Correct. being like that game. Like there's no... Like God of War, there's no, you know, Last of Us. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, the other ones I want to give a quick shout to is I want to give a shout out to The Artful Escape for getting best art direction and best score and music. Has anyone else played this yet? No, nah, I've got it installed on my nah. Xbox, but I haven't actually booted it up yet. Come on. Just waiting for my dealer to come through with some acid first, mate, and then I'll see you there. Can I just say, I, I love that... <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 can be such a bad game that Sony takes it off of their platform and it still gets nominated for Best RPG. Oh, Head scratcher. Yeah. This has been a phenomenal year for JRPGs. Uh, sorry, RPG. Well, JRPGs, but RPGs. I mean, if you look Why at that? three of them are JRPGs. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, as, as, as someone who claims they don't love JRPGs but will play the shit out of them, it's been a phenomenal year. Um, why, why are you speaking on my behalf? <laughs> Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> but I mean, what a blessing. From Tales of Arise to Shimagami Tensei, Pokemon's been good. We've been hit with... Each month has had its own stellar JRPG. Mm. It's been a good year. All right, so the very last one I wanted to touch on uh, is the best indie uh, nominees, which is 12 Minutes, Death's Door, Inscription... <laughs> Can a Bridge of Spirits and Loop Hero? I don't know what the fuck Loop Hero is. Um, it's a Devolver game. Twelve yeah. minutes. No idea. I think so. Twelve minutes. I can't believe is is on on that list. Like when you talk about the other games that have uh, come out, like like your Unpackings and your Artful Escapes, and even like Tales of Iron, um, You know the three that I know of. Yeah, I'm very very surprised that twelve minutes is has made it there based on the reception that I've read Death Door I can you know I can see that inscription 100% kind of feels a little bit out of place with there especially because Psychonauts isn't there but I guess like that Psychonauts feels like it's really in India though or published yeah. by Microsoft mm, but it was well it was kickstarted years ago yeah but it, it very quickly changed from indie. Which is nah. it's like calling Star Citizen in India. No, I, I I reckon Psychonauts are still. No, that's that's fair. That's yeah. fair. But it's um, yeah, but so. I agree with you because if you look at even like at that whole list for best India, Twelve Minutes is the only one whose reception was a bit all over the place. Like virtually everyone else that I've spoken to about Death Store or Kena, Inscription or Loop Hero, they've all said you know fantastic game, loved it. But Twelve Minutes, yeah. I've got mm. to ask a group, group of 10 people, you know, five of them will be like, what the fuck is that game? Two of them will be like, I liked it. And three of them will be like, nah, shit else. Yeah. yeah. I just can't believe The Artful Escaped and getting nominated. I'm dead. All right, cool. Um, does anyone want to talk about any other category? Nah. Has anyone here played Inscription? No. No, like that would have been a great time for Ash to join the chat. <laughs> oh Christ! Yeah. I don't know. It's he's just I've seen his review it. and 
Yeah. It, it, it blew up for a little bit. I don't know. It's it definitely my cup of tea. Very keen to get my hands on that soon. Just for just for context, um, the Arthurscape did get nominated for Best Debut in Indie Game, which Good. is a fucking weird category, but sure. Well, it's deserved, nonetheless. Mm. But yes, that's all I have to say. Cool. All right. Uh, let's quickly go through off topics. Uh, who's got to share what? I watched The Night House. Yes. What do you think? Very interesting. Some cool visuals. Story, it's got that sort of indie psychological horror bent where you can kind of get a little bit lost with it. But New twist? Yeah. But still thoroughly enjoyable. Really liked it. What Didn't realise... Take it or leave it. I didn't mind it. Um, again, it's it ends like an indie psychological horror film. So, it's one of those ones where how much closer, closer do you take away from it? It's kind of dependent on how you took the... Like, how, how you understood the film. Mm. Um, so, it wasn't clear cut, but I really enjoyed it. I You probably mentioned it, but I forgot that it was the same director as Netflix's The Ritual. Oh, no, I didn't know I, that. So, that was the film that was set in, I want to say, Norway. Yeah, like that Norwegian one's, forest. That was quite cool. It was very cool, yeah. and the monster was sick. So, um, yeah, Night House is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I'm surprised you liked it, Zach. I didn't know that <laughs> sort of indie yeah. psychological horrors with kind of slightly obscure narratives would be your cup of tea. I thought you were going to say because it's in English. Um, <laughs> well, um, no, I mean I'm a you know yeah, I like I like lots of things. I've been watching a lot of horror films lately. Uh, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Dylan a couple of weeks back, a few weeks back, was saying Chucky. Malignant no. was good. Maybe. So I watched Malignant, James Wan's latest film. Yeah. That was wacky. The first half of that film was like a really shit sort of melodrama, like a like a Days of Our Lives. Just Ooh. I couldn't tell what was going on. I couldn't take it seriously. And then the second half is just balls to the wall, silly. Um, so that was nice. I like horror films that don't take themselves too seriously, which is why I'm also still thoroughly enjoying the Chucky TV series. We're like oh, six weeks into it. that, and I'm yeah. loving it, because as each week goes by, they dig further and further into the obscure lore of the original films, and they're bringing like, actors, I think they've brought, so far they've brought in most of the main protagonists from like 20 years ago, they've just brought in a protagonist from one of the most recent films as well, and they're really sowing this like, sort of shared universe now, bringing all the films together under this show. Um, the show itself, without Chucky, would be shit. Like, the sort of teen <laughs> melodrama in between is not all that wonderful. There's some cool, like, queer romance happening and stuff like that, but then you bring Chucky into the mix. And, and Any romance got... with Chucky? Well, that would be a spoiler. Oh. Chucky has become quite the sexually liberated being, <laughs> so to speak. Jesus. <laughs> Um, oh, I mean, no. just uh, uh, have you seen Bride of yeah. Chucky? There's a lot of throwbacks to that happening in the past couple of weeks, which has Wonderful. made me delighted. They even, you know, they're talking about his son and stuff like that. Son, daughter, child. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Chucky Jr. Nice. Uh, I watched the, I finished watching The Valhalla Murders, which is an Icelandic TV show. Very good. Very good. Would definitely recommend. Nice. I need to start watching some of these these foreign TV shows that you talk about because they all sound they all have such cool 
premises. So this I need one, to start. Just just them. don't watch them on Amazon on Prime Video because the subtitles are too <laughs> That's small. That's it, mate. Every time. That's it. Um, yeah, it was actually. I was quite surprised. It was it was quite good because it's it's a couple of years old. Um, and it was one of those ones where you, you see it and you're like, oh, it's one season, it's fucking shit because it hasn't been renewed for like a second one, right? But then you watch it and you go, well, there's a reason why it's one, you know, one season. Um, but no, it was, it was cool. It was very cool. Nice. Speaking of Amazon Prime Video, I, uh, The Wheel of Time has hit. Did, has anyone read The Wheel of Time? Oh, um, Robert. No, not Robert. Jordan. You have. Robert, yeah. yeah. You've read it? No? Uh, I've got, I've owned it. I haven't read it. So you got like the Eye of the World, the first one. So I read that last year. So it's fresh in my mind. And then I've watched the show and really enjoyed it. Uh, thought it was, controversially thought it was way better than the Witcher adaptation, which is kind of unfair because I'm pretty sure the budget in The Wheel of Time is way more than The Witcher. But The Witcher suffered from pretty bad CGI, which is not actually a strong point in The Wheel of Time. But I love the characterization. I think it's a good adaptation, carries the beats of the book quite well. Um, but I do think that because it's not got all the sexy good times that Game of Thrones have has, it may have some limited appeal. It's very nerdy high fantasy. Um, you know what? That nouns. actually has me more interested because... All that sexy stuff in Game of Thrones, like, eh, I don't give a shit, I'm serious. I know, look, you got to remember that, uh, yeah, Jordan's a good Christian boy. Exactly. <laughs> mm. I'm trying to find the book cover for the one I've got, but yeah. Um, so they released three episodes on its debut last week, and I'll be tuning in weekly. It's got me, but I'm seeing some mixed things. Nice. Uh, also mixed things, Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> It's a uh, live-action adaptation. Yeah, I, I can't bummed, even bring myself to watch that because I, I read an interview in a quote where they said, we don't want to paint it as like a dystopian future. And I'm like, that's entirely that's what Cowboy Bebop <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, its dialogue is pretty cringe-heavy. I watched 15 minutes of the first episode. and I was like, I like the action, but when the characters talk, I'm going to put my head through the TV. Um, so I don't know how I'll fare with it. So I don't know if I'll give it much more time. Hmm. I think I'm going to jump into uh, Hellbound, which is the other Korean Yes, show. the new South... People going crazy for a bit of South Korean uh, cinema and TV, and I say good on them. I yeah. love my South Korean media. Um, yeah. Don't follow my, my Korean K-pop, but <laughs> film, TV, top notch. Hellbound looks like a good time. Let's talk about it next week. We will, we will. I'm hopefully going to check it out later this week. So, uh, yeah. Maybe we uh, wrap it up there. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, listening, and sticking till the end. Uh, we know you're all here still, hooked on every word. If you want to check out any of the content, you go to www.well-played.com.au. Big, juicy, made in Australia, 18-minute article that I've written that you can go feast on while you're doing something that takes 18 minutes or more or less. A corporate dump. That's it. A big, tasty dump on the work pays for. Um, Maybe cut that. Generating revenue for the site as well. It's a win-win. Let's do it. That's it. That's it. Uh, Have a good weekend. Enjoy whatever it is that you do. Uh, Stay safe. And also, if you're in Melbourne or anywhere else that's just recently opened up, be nice to 
retail and other absolutely hospitality workers because having worked this week and being abused every day it's not fun and just don't be a fuckwit pretty much so shout outs to people who aren't fuckwits be nice be australian mate yeah be nice fuck you zach (laughs) (laughs) bye farewell (laughs) such a good turnaround